0: College Bowl season's wrapping up. National Championship is next week. We've got the NFL playoffs. And of course, we still got NBA, NFL, NCAA basketball, you name it. And I know where I'm going to make my money. It's mybookie.ag. They've been in business for years. they got great reviews. And of course, you can bet mobile. Not just from your laptop. And there's plenty of ways to make money. You can bet fantasy points. Or how many points a player bet, player scores in a game? How many rebounds, goals, assists? You name it. Plenty of ways to make money, you guys. And of course, if you go in now, enter promo code Chair C H E I R, they'll match your deposit bonus. So you put in hundred bucks, you get a hundred back. A free play. So go to my book at A G. You bet you win, you get paid. Hi right, y'all, welcome in to another Pit Panther Rants, another sports rants podcast. what Harris, your host. And um, brought to you by i Chermia, take a seat. It's Friday before... The madness begins. And I'm talking about... Well, the holiday... This is pretty much your last day of of the holiday for the most part for a lot of people. As Monday is reality. It's reality for, well... You, if you've been off for a while. Your kids. Because, obviously, they've probably been living the time of their lives. They're, um... You know they're playing with their toys, or video games and whatnot. They're staying up later in the evening, and of course eating up every damn uh, piece of food in your um, in your house. Yeah, it's a lot to you know to talk about. A lot that you know that's just that's a lot loaded. Or just for some of you, if you don't have kids, you know, you maybe took the holidays off and I think I think maybe I did that one time why you know when I was a bachelor. You know, it's great being off and eventually you get back and it's it's reality. And plus the traffic is another thing too. I mean I've I've enjoyed driving into work with less a lot less traffic. No school traffic, people off from work. It's great. But Monday, yeah, it'll be all kinds of things. But whatever. Now, as far as uh, going back to some things that happened after the last podcast, you know, before New Year's. And speaking of that, yeah, I um, I tried to go to a um, Starbucks. To order, um, I, guess, I guess, to get food. Well, not food, but uh, coffee. And the drive-thru is lined up. And so, just that a quick I mean, it, it took forever to order. So, what I did was I rolled down a window to see what was going on. Because a lot of times you can hear you know, them ordering. And in this case... I'm not sure if it was a new hire or, a, or hungover, but the person taking the order kept repeating the order back at least three or four times. So my, my gut feeling is this. Well, one, it's probably, you know, kind of slow this, you know, this time of the day because it was a morning. Maybe it's a new hire, or maybe people were just hungover. Because it was, you know, it was New Year's Day. I know for a fact, in college I used to work at Circuit City. Working on New Year's Day was horrible. Especially if you've been, you know, if you've been partying all night. Because you're still trying to wrap your head around a lot of things. There's nothing more, you know, fun than trying to bubble wrap something like an open box item because, like, a lot of times people buy you know stuff that's open box that's come back or or once was a display item. Trying to bubble wrap, like, say, like a television, I had to do one time. Hung over. Yeah, it's not fun. Hangovers, for the most part, suck. And yeah, i I took a lot of, um, you know, some flack for drinking White Claw on New Year's. But, to be honest with you, as far as alcohol goes, it's less harsh on me. And the recovery from me isn't, isn't as bad as, as if I'm drinking IPAs and other micro-brews. I mean, I love me a good microbrew and a nice beer, but if I drink three or four of those, you know, I get jacked up pretty easily because my, my tolerance is bad. And I used to have really good tolerance, but, you know, kids change that because you're not drinking as much. But anyway, so let's get back to some other stuff. Uh, you know, last time I podcasted, we, we talked about the Jalen Hood Shafino commitment and some of the, you know, some of the hypotheticals and things, and not so too long after, you know, pretty much after I released that podcast, a lot of stuff came into the, you know, the light, for one thing, you know, by, you know, by Jalen's um, commitment, basically, he's really sold on Jeff Capel when he's doing a pit. And that's you know he really looks up to Jeff Cable and the opportunity to come back home and you know quote unquote home and play you know a, you know is what attracts him and talk you know and seeing uh, Drew Shafino, who's who, uh, who's his uncle Drew even said that uh, Jalen. It's sold on Jeff Capel, and he's pretty much rider down at Pitt unless something happens to Jeff, Jeff Capel. And even his mom had a post about Jeff Capel as well, so they're very sold on this guy. And it's really good on Jeff Capel because there's no doubt that other recruits will take notice of this and say, Hey, you know what? Maybe Jeff is doing something really, really special here. He's got something really good at Pitt that's really good. I mean and he won't sign for another for a good while. a no lot can happen. I don't think Jeff Capel will you know I don't think Jeff, Jeff Capel between now and when Jalen Hood Shafino signs will leave will leave Pitt. I don't think there's really opportunity that he would leave Pitt for at this at this point of his career. People, you know, have mentioned me before that, you know, what if Duke you know, calls back? Well, I don't see Coach K leaving anytime soon. And I really don't see Jeff Capel going the back of Duke if that were the case. I think they would, there's somebody else that probably would hire instead that maybe they've groomed for this position. I don't think they would, you know, hire Coach Capel back. Unless for some reason Coach Capel starts lining it up at Pitt on the recruiting trail and starts winning games, and that's the thing, Pitt's hoops uh, program needs to show progress as well. We can't, you know, have it get this commitment and all this great stuff and take a nosedive in the one-loss column because that's when things really start to take notice. But, uh, you know, Pitt had a... You know, out of a conference, Pitt didn't do too bad. They had some nice wins. Of course, they had the loss to Nickel State that pissed people off, but... That was early in the season. They struggled. They had some nice wins over you know, K-State and Northwestern are, are, are two notables. And with Crawford, Crawford's play looming, it's hard to see, you know. We'd love to see Pitt pass its from last year. And it's a possibility still. The only problem is, is Pitt's inside presence is very lacking. And it shows in certain games when they can't rebound. But... Pitt's gonna pretty much pretty much have to um you know fight like um, fight like wild animals, I guess you can say. Now the women's side last night they lost to North Carolina by eight. Pitt women's and the last their last four losses have been by single digits. I mean the the effort's there. Uh Lance White just needs time. He needs plenty of time. Because the effort's there. The progress is there. He's got to get his players in. And he's got to build the program. So, this whole thing with the women's program isn't going to be overnight. I mean, things really went by the wayside. With Susie McConnell and Lance, obviously has to rebuild this, and he has to put his mark on the, his own mark in. And of course, the lights turns green, and this car behind me is beeping as if uh, everybody else is going to start moving a lot faster. I mean, it's it, dude, it's Friday. Chill out. I forgot my work badge as well, so I always keep my car, and of course, well, I didn't keep it in my car this time, oh boy, I don't think I kept it in my bag either, but, you know, that's, that's life, I guess, oh well, anyways, back to some more stuff, um, Parrish Ford, has officially announced that he'll be back at Pitt. So pretty much some key contributors to our defense. They're back. They're gonna be back. Now what's this do as far as um, Pitt's defense is concerned? A lot of good things. Uh, next season, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't really start setting the expectations too high. I know, I, I, I made a joke that the uh, 11 wins should be pretty easy. And I was joking and people got kind of serious about it. And I'm like, yeah, um, yeah, I was kidding, guys. My, my bad. You know, on, on social media, you can't really, um, people have a hard time reading about, um, you know, um, about sarcasm. So, yeah. It's hard to detect sarcasm when you're typing, you know, on the electronic world or digital world, whatever. But with Paris back, a lot of good things. Now, Pitt also landed a transfer yesterday by the name of Joey Yellen. He's a uh, quarterback from Arizona State. I mean, he was a three-year, four-star recruit. Supposedly, he was pretty decent um, it was, when it was announced he was um, he was transferring um, the athletics pit as they call themselves they the gang of 15 year olds uh, who, who blog about Pitt mentioned it was a possibility and a lot of people you know some people thought they were nuts and uh, hey I, I totally understand why. Pitt, just because the guy's available doesn't mean Pitt's going to go after him but to their credit they were right uh, Pitt went after him and Pitt got him and I got no complaints on uh, the more the merrier we seem to love Grant, I mean we seem to love transfers in terms of quarterbacks Pat Doozy Doozy said, you know, when they didn't take a uh, quarterback recruit for the class that it's all about getting the right guy not just, you know, landing anybody. They need the right person. Obviously, they like Joey, so props to him. Now, speaking of the the whole Paris Ford stuff, I mean, uh, PGH, PGH, PGH Sports Now I guess, reported on Paris for, I guess, not too long before he announced the decision that he would They said he would stay, and Paris said the bowl game he was undecided. But I think all, you know, if you look at the signs, all signs pointed to him coming back anyway. I mean, he was an explorer of the NFL, but you can tell by just, by, you know, his interview, the body language and not much, that he was going to come back. I mean, the, the signs were there. But, of course, when he was on the of people jumped on the editor of the site, Vuk, as I would call him, or as everybody calls him. And, obviously, when he announced that he was uh, coming back, Vuk decided to do the uh, I told you so on Twitter, and Parrish decided to uh, give him a little humbling, I guess you can call it. And, ultimately, Vuk said that when he reported this, that he said that... Uh, you know, Paris would announce it. It would be his decision. That's why you know the, the you know you see the delay in it. But um, Paris said, "Hey, you know, well, it's not your you know this was this was for me to decide, for me to announce it, not for you to uh, go running your mouth about it." And. Tis, I mean, it's a credit. I'm sure he had the information. Maybe, maybe he had it from Paris. Maybe he had it from someone close to Paris. I mean, when you have a site, that's what you do. You go for leads. You get in. Some, you get information. You grab which way you can, and that's that. I mean, but uh, you know, when people are jumping down your throat about it, a lot of times, that, you know. Going and you know on social media and yapping about it right away isn't always the answer. A lot of times you'd be quiet, you'd be humble about it. You know, the people who who called you out and thought you were wrong. You know, I had to have that in my job as well. I mean where I'm right all along, and I don't do a, I told you so in email, I just let morons be, you know, I just let morons be morons, I guess you can say, and eventually down the road, you can say, hey, you know what, you said I was wrong about this, and I was right about that, and I was right about that, and I was right about that, but that's just how I would do it, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, Paris is back. We got another uh, transfer you know, quarterback. So there we go. Because, uh, you know, obviously, I think Pickett's going to be the man no matter what, unless he really fucks up. Or unless one of these guys all of a sudden just comes out of the blue and just does, does a bunch of stuff. anyways guys, with the whole, you know, with the holidays ending, for a lot of people that are off, obviously Monday you gotta be ready to go. Everybody has to be ready to go. But there may be some moments when you're not ready. You know, in those special moments when you know the smoke clears and kids are in bed, or if maybe the kids are not in bed, maybe you're you know you're with that special somebody and you know, you know maybe you just need some assistance. That's why we got blue chew. It's blue, just like certain pills. Same greens like certain pills. But the best part is it's chewable, so it's going to work a lot faster. You can take them any part-time of the day. Empty your full stomach. And it's going to give you that extra pep, your step, extra confidence. The extra zoom, zoom is going to get you going. So you can go zoom zoom in your boom boom. Or in the boom boom, whatever. So go to bluechew.com and the promo code ARMChair. And get your first order free. All you gotta do is pay the shipping. Alright, guys, back to the uh, other stuff. We talked about pin and nauseum, you know, we talked a good bit about that. The hoops, football. Also, uh, they extended the volleyball coach which was, uh, which was deserved. I mean, what, what, what's been done with women's volleyball has been amazing. And I'm glad to see picked up, it up to, um, uh, to extend them. And I know things didn't end too well with the uh, tournament and that happens. But, they had a hell of a year, and then a hell of a run in the uh, conference, and it's well-deserved. So, awesome. Now, the Steelers wrapped up their season. They finished 8-8. Obviously, they were 8-5 at one point. Uh, dropping their last three, then, the season was no big surprise. Uh, you know, them dropping, uh, to, uh, I mean... Well, for one thing, they lost to the Jets. Once they lost to the Jets, you knew they were going to pretty much lose the last game as well because Robert Griffin's still—you know—he's not bad; he's no slouch. The Ravens have a hell of a team, and of course, some of the Steelers were upset because supposedly they kept showing the uh, the Texans and Tennessee score, I guess, to rub it in. But you know, that's a rivalry. That's what. Ha- that's, what that's. That's. That's stuff does. Pitt's done at the Baltimore at Ewan Hines Field at certain times. So, you know, Bud Dupree obviously was upset about it. And, you know, get some thick skin. It's a rivalry. That's what happens. But, yeah, it was no surprise. And I think the Ryan was definitely on the wall when they lost to the Jets. And, you know, Le'Veon Bell got his revenge. And Le'Veon, for the most part, excuse me, he actually won the offseason, if you think about it. He got his contract. I mean, it wasn't you know one that he wanted, that he was hoping for. But he got himself a nice deal, and he got paid. You know, to rush for barely 800 yards in the season. I mean, his yards per carry was about three yards per carry. Just about. And, and he got you know obviously he had a really bad season, but he got paid to do it. So you figured a dollar per um, yard yards rushing. I mean, he he saved the year of his health, and of course, he got a nice he had you know a good uh, water change for not having you know to um, do 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 much. He had to show up, run for a few yards, and that was that. And on top of that, he did a, he did it for a shitty team, and not a lot of people are going to notice. So, um, you know, I have to say, love you know, he did a hell of a job with this. But after I lost to the Jets, the Ryan pretty much was done. Once the Texans clinched their division, and they were going to rest their starters because it didn't really matter or make a difference what happened in Week 16, Tennessee was still fighting for a playoff spot. So once that happened, you know, once Texas were resting their starters, that was pretty much it for the Steelers. For them to um, qualify, they were going to have to win their games, and they didn't. And that's ultimately why they're sitting at home, and the the Titans are in the playoffs this weekend. But overall, Mike Tolman did a hell of a job, and I'm surprised he's not cashing in on this. You know, obviously he's not... You know, appreciated for the most part by certain media people, and a lot of people don't like him. Personally, if I were him, I would have taken this what he did with the, um, <clears throat> the personality he had at that point, and I would just um, I would have cashed in on it. I would have, I would have handed Jerry Jones or whoever a blank check, and so here you go. Well, actually, you know what? No, I, I take that back. Have Jerry or Daniel Snyder or people like that looking for a head coach, hand him a blank check and let him sign whatever amount he needs or wants. You get yourself a hefty buyout and call it a day. Well, that's obviously not you know going to happen now. Obviously, he's staying with the Steelers. And Mike Tomlin, I'm saying a lot of leads. That's what I would have done. But, you know, all in all, Tomlin didn't have a bad... I mean, this was one of his better coaching seasons. A lot of, There's a lot of people in the national media who've really credited with what what he did. Compared to some people in the local media who won't. You know, obviously, there's some needs. Running back's a big need for the Steelers right now because they need a running back. You know, I, I mean, James Carter has nothing to prove to me. He has nothing to prove to anybody for what, you know, what he's been through. I mean, the fact that he battled, you know, a deadly disease, you know, deadly disease. And, and he's still, he's playing in the NFL now. There's a lot to be said, but. Unfortunately, he's not durable, and he can't really handle the workload because, you know, obviously his body can't handle it. So the Steelers obviously need a a running back. It's a big need, and I think they definitely need to go and get one either in the offseason or in the draft. Whether it's draft or free agency, they, they need a running back. Receiver may be a, um, you know, maybe an area of concern, but, uh, you know, they had a, um, Deontay Johnson really stepped up. Um, Juju Schuster-Smith had a really down year, and, you know, he had some impressive numbers when Antonio Brown was there. This year he wasn't healthy. And of course, you know, he was um, on social, you know, people give a lot of crap for social media. But, you know, Doc Hodges had a four interception performance. And not too long after that uh, performance, he was on social media. He was actually going to a movie. So I didn't see anybody, you know, that totally dislikes Juju. Have the same issue. I mean. If Juju was a quarterback. And he was. Um, he threw four NTs. And he was at a movie. People be people would be asking. Why is he at the movies. And on social media. When he should be studying his playbook. Now, I think in terms of Doc. Maybe he should not been studying the playbook. Studying the film. Because you know why he threw four picks. But the guys, you know, he did all he could. I mean, so I mean, we saw what we have with, with him and Mason, and these guys obviously aren't viable options. Obviously, again, I'm using obviously as, you know, starters. I mean, they're backups, and that's just all they are. And you can't really build a team around Hodges. He just is what he is. He's basically uh, Mason Rudolph. Well, not Mason. Well, he basically is Mason. Hell, he's um, Baker Mayfield pretty much. Uh, he's a he's a discount version of Baker Mayfield. Because you know people have, you know have figured out Baker, and that's really what happened here this season. On top of that, his um you know the play calling and stuff like that in Cleveland was a mess. But hey, you know. Freddy Kitchens and that team was so hip. And, you know, because they had Odell, they had Baker, and they were just hip, you know. They they were with it. Baker does these dances, does all this stuff. He's so cool. Well, it got them another non-playoff season. Oh, well. But as far as the uh, the field is you know has been set everybody I mean AFC everybody you know, everybody loves Baltimore which is obvious but with New England in the uh, folds you have to be wary about them because for one thing New England has game film on Lamar Jackson and they um you know, you never know what, what they're going to do to find ways to neutralize him. So, plans for a different story. Uh, the NFC is a different uh, story itself because there's so many teams viable for this. San Francisco, obviously. you got Seattle. you got Green Bay and Minnesota. I mean, that whole field is crowded. That's going to be... The NFC is going to be an exciting bracket to watch because there's a, I'm sure there's going to be so many good games. I'm not really sure about the AFC. AFC is just pretty much top heavy. It's basically, you know, it's basically Baltimore and uh, New England. I mean you got KC as well. We can't forget about them. And Kansas City earlier should be Baltimore. So we'll see what happens there. Then of course bowl season's wrapping up. If it hasn't already, you know Paul. You know the Rose Bowl is always a fun bowl game to watch, especially on New Year's Day. It was fun to see Paul Crisp animate. I never seen him that animate before. And I'm thinking he was probably saying that was not neat, and he always dresses like he got his stuff at Kohl's. I mean, he's basically. He's basically the coach for all the uh, the dads, who uh, drive minivans and wear white shoes with denim shorts, or with those uh, those khaki shorts. You know, like the um, not the cargo, but the khaki ones. Paul Chris is that person, but I don't know. I think Paul Chris would. I think if Paul Chris would wear shorts, I think he would wear cargos. Or he would just not wear shorts at all. He probably would, just, he would probably wear flat-out jeans in the summer. That's hard to say. I think, you know... I think he would be a jeans no matter what type of guy. And probably some sort of a t-shirt. Like a Russell Athletic... Like a Russell Athletic t-shirt for the most part. Yeah, a plain, plain t-shirt and probably... You know, jeans in the summer. Or if he did wear, um, you know, if he did wear stuff, it'd be like a golf, maybe like a golf shirt. You know, it was golf shirts and maybe um, some shorts. It's hard to say with them. I think Paul Christen's shorts in general would be kind of scary itself. But as far as bull season goes... ACC is at four and five, and of course, Clemson has one more game. SEC is going to finish six and uh, six and two right now, so they're sitting pretty right now. The, the brag about themselves, and of course, Tennessee won last night against um, Indiana. Indiana, I guess, had had the lead, and of course, lost on onside, I think it was onside kick. And then, you know, Tennessee would score eventually. But that's why they're Indiana. I mean, they had a chance to really build on their season. I mean, the coach was emotional saying that we need people to come to the games and support. Well, this is pretty much why people don't go to, you know, the Indiana to watch games. They'll go for basketball. Because it's really hard to take them serious in football. Jim Harbaugh lost another game as well. I think you still, I don't think you fire Harbaugh yet. I think you need to give him, Michigan's a big mess, and you need to let Harbaugh continue to build on this. He's got, you know, a decent play caller in Josh Gaddis, and you got to give him time to build this, because, I mean, you went from Lloyd Carr... Then Rich Rod totally changed everything. Then he had um, Hoke, and then you went right to um, Harbaugh. So you gotta let them build, and you know they're winning games. It's just they're not beating you know Ohio State and Penn State for the most part. And well, did they? I don't know if they beat Notre Dame or not. I'm not sure. I, But let's just, mean to be honest, they haven't really beat the teams they need to really beat. And of course, Ohio, you know, they continually have lost to Ohio State. And that's the big thing as well. I thought this year would be the year that they would upset Ohio State. But they made too many mistakes, and Ohio State made them pay. But anyways, guys, happy Friday to you um enjoy the last of the holidays getting your clothes washed and whatnot getting your clothes ironed for uh what will be another fun week of traffic i'm not looking forward to it because you know i have to pack lunches again and wake the kids up for school and get them dressed make sure they're dressed and of course make and get their asses out of bed i'm tired Actually, know my oldest has a uh, orthodox appointment, so he'll at least get to you know relax a little bit before he gets to go back in and deal with reality again. And of course, their teacher, his teacher's making them write in cursive for the rest of the school year. And I told him that's not a bad thing. I said I wrote you know for most, pretty much all of my elementary and you know high school, I wrote in cursive. That's just what we did. So, and as far as the news that's come out, you guys, as far as the, um, what's happening in the world of politics, all I can say is don't jump off the, uh, out the handle, just wait and see how things play out. Yeah, anyways, hell to pick, guys. Talk to you later.